Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Were you Sorry. just smothering a sneeze? <laughs> a little bit. It looked like the sneeze was trying to get out of your nose and you're trying to push it back in. I think that is what happened. That's what's going on. I think that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this. I know nothing about what you're going to say, but all I do know is that our children... Uh, for the last forever, have made us listen to like this one song from uh, Bar- Barbie, pop star and the princess, the princess and the pop star. Oh sure, yes, because it's like the prince, uh, like prince and the popper, right? Right. Um, except here's the twist. Um, instead of a rich and powerful king trading places with a poor person, instead a young princess who is rich and powerful. Changes places with a pop star who's famous and powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we don't actually know the whole story. I although, actually just know the one song, I think. Although we do assume that it follows a similar plot line from the songs that we've heard. Yes. Because they don't want to watch the movie. They don't want to watch the movie. <laughs> My kids don't care about source material. Nope. At all. BB will watch videos explaining what each member of the Loud House would want for breakfast. And then you're like, hey, bud, do you want to watch an episode of the Loud House? And she's like, no, I'm good. And then and she'll watch a video about what the Loud House family members would keep in their lockers or whatever. Yep. It's, okay, cool kid. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so this, uh, we we assume that this Barbie movie, uh, which I guess we could watch if we wanted like to. Like just you ourselves. and me? No. Oh, God, no. Follows uh, Tori, which is the princess, and Kira, which is the pop star, who inevitably trade places because they look and sound so much alike uh, and to find out that Neither one has the freedom that they actually crave. Yeah. And then they sing a song together. That's beautiful. Before they trade back. And we, being diligent parents, I'm not going to say we, Teresa, being a wonderful mother, searched through eBay to find the Princess and the Popstar dolls. Let me tell you some of the features. Because they're not available anymore. This is a a old movie. Let me tell you some of the features on these babies. One, they raise their arm and they sing. But very clearly, there were some rights issues going on, so they just sing la 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 la. It's perfect. It's great. Um, I for one, I'm they sorry. also have wigs. This is okay. Okay, I'm going to get to that in a okay. second. Uh, but I for one, as a parent, I think toys that make sounds should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Especially these dolls that play like 0.5 seconds of a thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Those batteries going to get lost. But they also have a feature, both of them. You can turn the top of their skulls around, right? The top of their little Barbie heads yeah. rotate 360 degrees to switch hairstyles from front to back to be like, now they're a princess. Now they're a pop star. But you're just spinning the top of their heads. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing toy technology that I wish uh, every toy would do. Just like it's, it's princess up front, pop star in the back, and you turn it around. It's a Barbie fantasy mullet, and I love it. But we're not talking about Barbie. Speaking of movies you haven't seen. that's a It's a big 
it's a big swath of, of movies. It's sure, a lot. sure. Yeah. I am going to read uh, some uh, advice. Okay. From Princess Lessons. What movie do you think this is from? Princess Diaries. You are correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so quick, uh, quickly for you, right? Mia Thermopolis is a teenager. Sure. And this book is written mostly from her point of view, but like she's more kind That's, of like. It's Anne Hathaway, right? Yes. Okay. Commenting on the essays written uh, in the style of the queen of Genovia. There's so many layers. There's a lot of meta going on here. There's a lot of meta. And the other people in the movie, so let's see, uh, the queen and then Thea, uh, Mia's, Stanley Tucci's, Emily, what? No, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's the wrong one. I'm pretty sure if you're talking about a movie where (laughs) she enters a, a highfalutin world and has to learn how to be more fashionable and carry yourself well and maybe have some better manners and maybe be a little snooty, right? We're talking about the same movie. No. Yeah. That's not it. I'm pretty sure. That's Meryl Streep, not Julie Andrews. How could I possibly get them confused? I I don't know. Oh, my. I'm embarrassed. So this book is like a collection of kind of essays of her princess lessons, right? Sure. The the princess lessons from uh, the Queen of Genovia... And uh, let's see, there's stuff in here from the stylist that uh, that gives Mia her makeover. Yeah. Right? Uh, stuff in here from her friends, kind of like uh, from their point of view about what, what it would be like to be a princess type stuff. Uh-huh. But stuff there, in here from her dog? No. Yeah. But there is a very good undercurrent of actual etiquette advice. Okay. All right. This book, Princess Lessons, a Princess Diaries book, written by Meg Cabot. Today I was thinking, I just can't wait to be king. And I said the phrase, like, and I just can't wait to be king. And Dot was standing right there and Dot goes, can you really not wait to be king? Are you really going to be king? (laughs) And I said, because I'm me, instead of going, no, honey. I said, well, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who Who could say? Um, oh, and in case any of our listeners haven't watched The Princess Diaries, uh, you could read the book if there you, you want. It's a there book. There you go. Read the um, book. Read the book. Um, so here is one about addressing people formally. The formal yo what up. Yes, exactly. Uh, according to their title. So a king or a queen is? Your majesty. Correct. Prince or princess is? Your highness? Yes, very close. Your royal highness. All right. And then the niece, nephew, or cousin of the sovereign becomes your highness. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. We're, we're going in descending order here. These are all actual titles. Sure, yeah. Uh, the duke or duchess is your grace. Awesome. The earl, the marquis, the viscount, or baron. Can I guess? Is your, your... Uh, coolness. No. no, my lord. My lord. <sighs> and their uh, counterpart, the countess, Mar- marchioness, viscountess, and baroness are late. My lady. I wonder if they're like nowadays. They must be somewhere gender neutral ones, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Right. It's not like my lord, my lady. That's just like my liege. 
Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. I like that. Uh, a baronet or knight is called sir. The, their wife is called lady. Now, there are also courtesy titles, mm. which I think becomes- Like a real runner-up title, you mean? Like this is a real participation trophy title? <laughs> and you're here too! It has something to do with the relation to the actual titled person. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the son of the Duke, the Marquis, or the Earl is Lord, whatever their last name is. Sure. Uh, also with the daughter of the Duke, Mar- Marquis, or Earl is Lady whatever there is. And then the children of the lower peers, such as barons and knights, are the honorable. I like that. I like that too. I want to be the honorable. I want to be, so, well, we, technically we're Lord and Lady Macroy because somebody, uh, Alice bought us That's about true. a square foot of land in Scotland, I think. That is true. Um, and then, so that is important to know because uh, as a princess, you have to go to balls. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to be you have to introduce yourself and others to each other. Yeah. As part of your ball duties. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when you are introducing people, there's also a kind of etiquette that goes with the bowing and the curseying that they talk about in sure. this book. And uh, the Queen of Genovia talks about bowing and curtsying. And these descriptions are so amazing. Here it is. For the perfect curtsy, Mm. place your left foot behind your right foot and bend slightly at the knees. Then stand up straight again. Perfect. That's what I do. It's perfect. It's perfect. She says, it is not necessary to fling one's upper torso onto the floor, as I understand some American debutantes like to do when they are introduced into society. A simple knee bend will do nicely, and you'll have less of a chance of falling on your face. Now, also, if you're trying to catch a bow while you're doing that, a little bend and snap. Won't hurt if you can if you can make it look natural. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about the bend and snap looks natural. Anyone can do a bend and snap. I don't mean to make it sound like just uh, a young woman could do. Anyone can do a bend and snap. And then the perfect bow. She says, keeping your shoulder and neck straight, bend forward at the waist very briefly, then straighten up. Well, some of us have really big heads, and that is more likely to fall over, I think, because I feel like that uh, the bird that dips up and down a lot, you know, that bird? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like because I have a, a, a very large head. Um, when you are into You're not going to say, sorry. no, your head is perfect and beautiful and great? Listen. Uh-huh. Large, it's true. Large according to, uh, next to what? It's all relative. Other people's heads, I guess, <laughs> would be the metric I would use. Uh, I care for hats that fit. <laughs> I guess it would be. But yet not so large. large by inches. Uh, not so large that you continually have, a tr- have trouble falling over. Not quite. Not quite, but I've also, man, I've put a lot of lead into my shoes, and it really helps balance it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. makes me taller, like the monsters. Like the monsters. Yeah, he was a tall guy. You yes, remember this guy? I the do. Monster, oh, Daddy yes, monster? I do. He was a tall man. Yes, he was. A Frankenstein. Uh, she also has some really great advice for introductions, right? Uh, when you're introduced to someone the first time, it is important to smile, look them in the eye, and extend your right hand. Say your name. Uh, which would be Travis. As did you forget? No, no, no. Okay. I, as the Dowager Empress or whatever she is, Princess. Uh, I am Clarice Rinaldo, Dowager Princess of Genovia. Right. Okay. And here is the thing that I think is amazing piece of advice. Later, she says, 
When you are the one making introductions, be sure to include people's first and last names. If you can't remember someone's name, how you work around this is for the person you do know, you say, do you know His Royal Highness Prince William? And the person whose name you don't know will usually introduce themselves. Yeah, yeah, I've done that trick in real life with you. I'm like, oh, and this is my wife, Teresa. Mm. And they're like, oh, hi, Teresa, I'm Henry, or whatever. That's my nephew. I don't think Henry would do that. That would be really weird. <laughs> you would know Henry's yeah, name. Yeah, I know Henry's name, and it would be weird if Henry introduced himself like that to you. But you know what I mean? Like, this has some really great little nuggets yeah. of advice within sure. all of the layers of the people. All the meta, yeah. All the meta, all the meta layers. So I'd like, to, I'd like to move on a little bit about dining sure. etiquette, which is something that we talk a lot about in... Um, like kind of our historical episodes, right? We do a lot of Victorian and Edwardian dining etiquette. We've done like dinner parties too and talk about the serving and all that stuff. Certainly. I'm willing to bet in there there's something about like a princess doesn't just stand over the kitchen sink to eat really quick because she has to get somewhere. Right or do I mean, they not cover that? They don't. They don't really cover that. Okay. I think that this is all in the guise of. So kind maybe of, a princess does do that. Maybe uh, just less formal affairs. Okay. Like I said, these are some great nuggets. Uh, a princess eats nuggets. No. Um, eat everything that is on your spoon or fork in one bite. So that means that you must cut your food into bite-sized pieces that you can fit all in your mouth at once. Mm. I think that is a great thing that we need to uh, talk to our kids about. And who, me, frankly. Who, yeah. who are often stabbing quite so much off of their plate that they can't fit it all in their hey, mouth. Hey, listen, they're six and three years old. You get I off their backs. I know, I know. They're I know. doing But their if they best. want to be the princess and the pop star, they'll have to Hey, babe, learn. the less we can encourage <laughs> that, the better... Uh, it goes on to say, use your fingers to eat foods such as French fries, potato chips, sandwiches, and corn on the cob. Food fingers. Just be sure. Food fingers? Finger foods. Finger foods. To wipe your fingers on a napkin after each bite instead of licking them. Did I ever tell you, and this was recent, this is in the last like four weeks, we were watching something on TV and someone had a sword on it and BB goes, wait, are swords real? I was like, yeah, man. Swords are real. She goes, so wait. You mean I could really be a warrior princess? Which she has said is her dream job. And I'm like, yeah, man. And she's like, daddy, you have made my dreams come true. <laughs> and then we started talking about how old she had to be to start sword training. And it was interesting to me that in her mind, the thing stopping her from being a warrior princess is not the princess part. The existence it's of It's the warrior swords. part. It's like, yeah, I'm like, listen, the princess part's easy, but where am I going to get a sword? Anyways, I told her when she was eight, she could start fencing lessons. Oh, She's going to do great. great. Are you kidding me? Her hitbox is so small. She's live. She's she's going to be great at it. Yeah. that's. I can I'm tell you're excited. Looking forward to that. <clears throat> you know what I'm looking forward to? What? A word from some other Max Fun shows. Ah, nice. You there. Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award-winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and I laying on the floor of her bedroom, uh, just l helplessly laughing till tears run down our faces as corgis are jumping on us, over us, licking us. That is a day that I will treasure forever until I am executed. 
Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Trayvill Anderson. And we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? Then Fantai is the show for you. Fantai is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this Slayworthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash Fantai. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great. Okay, what else can we learn? Well, I thought this was another one uh, that I think was applicable to everyone, not just princesses. Okay. At a formal dinner or even a casual meal with friends, if you are offered a dish that you cannot or will not eat, simply say, no, thank you, quietly and politely. No need to explain why, because if it is your staunch adherence to a vegan lifestyle, you may tell your hostess so, but you can do it without the entire table overhearing you. Otherwise, just say no. Merci. I, this in in general is a thing that you have kind of been, uh, this is a thing that I do, mm-hmm. that you have been, and that, man, I hate that this sounds like it has baggage to it, but that you've been like trying to coach me out of, which is like, I over explain everything. Like if I can't make it to a thing, I don't just say like, oh, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. I have to like give them a full thing so that they're not mad at me and that they understand that it would be there for good. And it's like, yeah. hey, man, whoa. Because oftentimes in that over explaining it, especially if you're a party where like you're being served dinner by somebody, they don't care. They don't care why you're not eating it. This is one less serving thing they have to do, right? Sure. And like I, I think that the idea of like that over explaining comes from like, I don't want anyone to be mad at me. That's it. I think that is what it is. I mean, we we try really hard to, you know, um, think about others in that way. But the over explaining just starts to make it. It's just too much. Yeah. It's not necessary. I don't require anyone's explanation for the things that they want don't want to do. And I uh, I try not to give too much information to anyone else i think that it's a little bit different like if you go over to someone's house for dinner and like the main thing that they make is something you can't eat right that's, I could see, that's but when that's, the preparation is important that's right? where so, if you get invited over for dinner you should say just so you know I don't i'm really vegan eat. right right uh that's something that you you hope to avoid completely right but if it's just like one or two things right that, you know, you'd rather not eat. Maybe you don't like uh, a fish. Our friend Maggie doesn't like yeah. fish. You can't do nuts. You can't uh, do shrimp, right? There's all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, you so, heard about these? All these food allergies <laughs> these and allergies. food restrictions these days? About? Whoa. And don't get me started on airplane food. Um, so I'd like to do just a little bit more on... Um, Fashion. Oh, please. Well, I don't need this. I mean, look at me. I'm dressed like a princess right now. You? I've got my Mothman t-shirt on that says night moves. Come on. What else do you need? What you do you need? Look great. Thank you. Uh, here is another one. Dressed like a princess. Again, uh, written-ish by <laughs> uh, uh, Julie Andrews's character. Written in the voice. In the voice, voice of Julie yes, Andrews' character. Her Royal Highness Clarice Ronaldo, like, Princess of Genovia. This isn't like that one book they put out from How I Met Your Mother that they tried to make it seem like it was actually written by Barney from the show. 
That was weird. That was there was a whole book that was oh, really? like written by Barney Sanders. It was weird. It was a weird book. Um, she goes through and talks about like things that a princess should have in her closet, right? The staples of a princess wardrobe, like staples. In case a princess needs to put two pieces of paper together. Okay, but not in the closet. That belongs in the desk. Now, what if a dress falls apart at the last minute? You got to staple it back together. <laughs> what if she's working at Best Buy and Don't she rips her khakis people. up the middle and she has to staple it back together? Princesses have people for that, I think. People at Best Buy to staple her pants back together? <laughs> people to to sew things, not Said with Said by a person who's never had their khakis or at Best Buy and had to staple them back together. <laughs> but I have sewed plenty of things. Sewn? Yes. Sewed. No. You've sued. Uh, so she recommends um, bras in tone of white or neutral as well as black, uh, but never wear a black bra with a white shirt. I think yeah. that maybe if that's what you like. I mean, but I guess. But it's not the style. It's not the style. Right? Not that's a, what, when it comes to style, you can wear whatever you want. Yes. If you're talking about what, what's in style, what is the style, that's not it. Um, she talks more about, um, girdles and slips. Those are things that you might need for a ball gown, perhaps. Sure. Um, but I thought it was interesting to have. It says, uh, five or more suits in muted tones, blue, gray, um, for luncheons, teas, meetings, and, and things of that nature. I think that is a great idea, right? To have kind of like neutral pieces that you can dress up or dress down. Um, That certainly like I, I like to do that. And I would, I would consider maybe like jeans, a nice pair of jeans are like that for most people. I don't wear jeans, but can I jump back? Sure. As far as like uh, girdles and stuff go. Yeah. Listen, I'm just going to go on a limb here and uh, call me a hero if you must. But I think people should just be allowed to uh, wear clothes that fit them without that. That's, sure. Hey, listen, I know I'm a hero. Listen, I'm going <laughs> to my parade later today. But I'm just saying, I would argue that if you have to use a girl to get into your dress, it doesn't fit and you should be comfortable in it and you should be allowed to wear what you're comfortable with. Now, if you're comfortable, I know many people who do corset by choice Yeah. and they do waist training and they do that stuff and it's like, they like it. Great. Cool. Good for you. I think also, I, I suppose because here in the, uh, in the book, I see a kind of like fancier dress occasion. Sure. I think I was thinking more of like you couldn't wear a brassiere. You often would wear like a girdle to support yourself. You know I what see. I mean? Yeah. That's what I was envisioning. But your, yours is a great point too. Okay. Yeah. Also, people should be allowed to wear stilts to fancy balls. People don't do that <laughs> enough. Um, exoskeletons for everybody exoskeletons for everyone if you think about it of course it is kind of like an exoskeleton anyways go on sorry yes um she also says a camel hair coat the perfect coverall from morning to night look for a box cut or a flare cut to slip easily over skirts with crinolines i like a camel hair coat. i i think that that's a good point right to have a a neutral jacket that you can throw on with anything Right? It's not my the thing I like the camel hair coat, the the light tan, the beige that I picture. It just, I don't know if it matches my vibe. My style 
ranges throughout the 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 year, of course, the various seasons. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in cold weather, I'm either going for like that guy in a movie that comes to town and everyone's like, I don't trust this guy. But then the monsters attack and it turns out like, oh, he's a vampire what, hunter. What, 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 is does it, what does that person wear? Uh, a lot of uh, dark clothes, maybe some uh, uh, some flannels. Uh, I, don't, I don't want you hanging out with that kind of guy. Oh, but like the like the layer, right? So the black t shirt and then the flannel and then the like a pea coat or like a or a, like a, a leather coat, leather jacket. Okay. Yeah, like okay. maybe somebody from Supernatural might wear. All right. But then I as I that. transition into the winter, now I'm going for Rogue Wizard. Okay. Right. Oh, that's a wizard who bucks the system and the rules, and you wouldn't. Oh, he's not. Well, our kind of way, he's a wild wizard. We don't trust him. That's kind of what I go for in the winter. So pajama bottoms. No, what? And no. Sweater no, and, I'm talking and, like patent leather boots. Oh. And that's where I've got my fo- What kind of wizard? I'm not like a depressed wizard. I went all the way to the opposite of like dress robes. Yeah, but I'm talking, okay. But if you're wearing robes, the other side of that isn't shabby robe, right? It isn't pajama pants and slippers. I feel like it is. No, what? Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm talking like flashy wizard. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Oh, my All God. Right. I will also go with a vampire if you want that modern vampire. That okay. also works for me in the winter. Uh, spring. Now I'm coming out. Now I'm kind of a sporty guy, and I've got my, like, windbreaker jackets. I've got my cool jacket, my members-only jackets. Then summer, vacation dad. 100%. That's what I'm going for. Or uh, Button up Aloha shirts. Yeah, or I'm going with, why is that guy wearing jeans? It's 97 degrees outside. <laughs> well, that's one reason I don't wear jeans. Mm. Don't like them. I don't know why I went off on that rant, but that's that's maybe it'll be different this year. We'll see. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um here is something that I would love to discuss for uh, the, the for our children, for the children. For the children, yeah. Proper tiara maintenance. Oh, thank God. Do you know how many plastic tiaras I have super glued back together? The children do not understand. So a tiara comes in, think of the shape you think a t- tiara is. Like if you're looking at it from a top view. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. That's the shape of a tiara. Now imagine you're a child and you're like, what if I bend it this way? <laughs> and then you're like, huh, why would it break? It's because you broke it. It's because broke y- it. you broke it. Um, here's something I was very interested to learn. Tiaras are correctly worn approximately two to three inches from the beginning of the hairline. Yeah, everybody knows that. A tiara may never be worn at breakfast. What? In fact, it is gauche to don one's tiara before 11 in the morning, except at the event of a state funeral or royal wedding. Then you could probably get away with a circlet if you really needed something to set you apart from the rabble. Sure. You could do a bejeweled circlet or maybe some kind of fancy hairpin. Or fascinator. Or a fascinator. Oh, yeah. Show me... The steampunk king and queen, where the king has a a bejeweled, gilded top hat with jewel, gilded goggles, and the queen has a beautiful golden fascinator. (laughs) Oh, even saying it out loud has made my heart go pitter-patter. I want it so That sounds great. Uh, When I think about the tiaras that our children wear, they become more like headbands. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? Because if you're thinking about, like, um, like women's hairstyles especially when you're thinking about like fancy ball things if they're pulled back right and you were to put the tiara way too forward mm-hmm. i think it would look strange but if you put it a little ways back then you also get it sitting up a lot of tiaras 
uh, have like a raised front, you know? Yes. So like when it's sitting up, it creates much more of a straight up and down, you can see the front of it, whereas if it was too far forward, it would be like angled forward like the Statue of Liberty. But I guess what I'm thinking of is like, so that when they put it on, it like tucks behind oh, yeah, no, they, ears. It's hey, not, our children don't wear tiaras correctly. not supposed to, supposed to do that. It's supposed yeah. to kind of like sit at the, the crown, at the top. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're grounded. You're right. <laughs> Come on, girls, get it together. <laughs> um, this book, I think we would be remiss if we didn't finish off on um, a note from Her Royal Highness Princess Mia. Sure. Help, I'm trapped in this castle. Give me a <laughs> uh, It says, contrary to popular belief, you don't need to have gotten straight A's in high school to rule a country. No, there are, there are many, I would say, um... What's the opposite of smart? Those people running things. Don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to have gone to high school at all, especially if you inherit a throne the way I'm going to someday. However, there will be those who insist upon not only finishing high school, but receiving a secondary education. And if you really think about it, it's probably good to learn about world history and math, etc. So you'll at least have some idea what you're doing when you meet with Parliament and sign tax bills into laws and stuff. I think that's probably a good point. I think I think she's on the right track. You know uh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if you're going to rule a country, maybe yeah. be educated. Okay, well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we wouldn't be able to make the show. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we wouldn't be able to make the show. And thank you to you for listening. We couldn't make the show without you. But that would be strange, really, if you think about it, because... <laughs> It takes time and work, and uh, what's the point? Uh, make sure you go check out the merch over the merch store. We got the Clint the Planeswalking Janitor sticker. We got the mystery sale, uh, and 10% of all merch proceeds this month go to Earth Justice. Also, we've got upcoming shows uh, for the 20 Sun and Sea Surf the Vibe Tour. Uh, we've got shows in Seattle, Washington on August 31st and September 1st. And just announced, uh, we're going to be doing shows in Philadelphia. We're doing a My Brother, My Brother, and Me in Philadelphia on October 11th, and then right over to New York Comic Con for shows October 12th and 13th. Uh, New York Comic Con, you do need an NYCC badge to attend the show in person, but badge-free tickets will also be available to watch a video on demand of the show online. You can find out all about that at bit.ly slash Tours. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thanks to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. As always, we are taking topic submissions. Email us at schmannerscast at gmail.com and say hi to Alex because she reads every email. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.